Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 pa of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets, and it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to ufy.com. That's eufy.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum, for only $799. As a person with a very deep voice. I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B two B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B two B either. That's why if you're a B two B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over seventy million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B two B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes, yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be. To be, we'll even give you a one hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn dot com slash results to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn dot com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. On today's show, Golden Globe thoughts, books that I've read, and a couple of other little things. My name is Justin Hamilton, and I'll never blame my writers here on Big Squid. Hello and welcome to 2024. It's nice to be back in your ears and having a chat to you.、Uh, I took a little bit of time off, not actually that much time, to be honest. It wasn't really a lot of time off、uh, because I finished up at the Chase and Question Everything roughly within a couple of weeks of each other last year. Then I flew to Adelaide and performed at the Rhino Room. Anyone who was there, thanks for coming along. It was a fun gig, and then、uh, I spent a bit of time with family. Saw a few friends, not as many as I would have liked, but a few. And then I went and performed on a cruise ship for the first time. Yeah, I went and did a cruise gig, and、um, far out. Look, if you want to see something really funny, you know, one of my best friends in the comedy scene is Limo. Go to his page.、Uh, so what happened on the cruise is there's a few nights of performing, and there's one afternoon where you do a Q and A with the audience, and then there's a gong show. And I know some people don't exactly know what a gong show is, but it's people getting up and talking about、uh, you know 
jokes or doing a joke or they can do anything. Everyone did jokes, to be honest, but uh, normally it can be, you know, just doing anything that you want. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Limo's little boy got up and told a joke at the end and it killed. It killed so much that... Uh, if you go to Instagram and go to Limo's Reels, you will see it. And I don't know if you'll be able to tell who has liked it because it's been viewed thousands and thousands and thousands of times. But uh, Sharon Stone thought it was pretty great. Sharon Stone. Yeah. Yeah, basic instinct. Yeah, Sharon Stone. Far out. So I'm hoping uh, little laddie Lehman will uh, introduce me because he's now gotten in, hasn't he? So come on, mate. Get your Uncle Hamo a uh, a meeting with the one and only Sharon Stone. Anyway, that was very funny. So you can go and check that out as well. Uh, and then, uh, so that was for four days. And then I got back to Sydney and uh, just last week, pretty much hit the, hit the wall, you know. Didn't really do much. Uh, did some reading. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of reading so far. I've read the latest volume of There's Something Killing the Children, uh, which I am really enjoying. I'm six volumes into that, and uh, I think that's uh, a really fun conceit, and uh, I think it's told really well. So uh, I've read that. I read John Green's The Anthropocene Reviewed, uh, which is a lot of essays about uh, this time in history range from the very funny to the quite sad to the insightful to the silly and I also read uh, Jeanette Winterson's The Passion which is a story about two people in the time of Napoleon but it's uh, quite difficult to describe because it's kind of a fantasy as well Uh, very much rooted in the real world and fantastic things happen around. But uh, I'll, I'll talk about those books some other time. I also read uh, Naomi Klein's Doppelganger, which is really fascinating. So I've managed to get some reading done. Great, right? And I'm a hundred odd pages into uh, Ready Player One. I'm finally reading that as well. So it's been reading, it's been sleeping, it's been getting some exercise. Just caught up with some friends, and uh, yesterday I saw my first movie for the year. I saw Poor Things, which I thought was fantastic. I, I just love Emma Stone. I think she is great in everything. I never think to name her as one of my favourite actors, and every time I see her in a film, I think, damn, she is good. And I thought she was fantastic in this. So... Uh, Yeah, I really need to um, move her up my rankings or just be um, more conscious of her all the time. It's almost like I take her a little bit for granted at how great she is. So, um, yeah, so that was pretty great. I I went and did that uh, during the day because um, I I just couldn't bring myself to watch the... um, the Golden Globes in in real time, just just couldn't do it. Um, and having read the reviews of Joe Coy, whew, that poor guy. I don't like 
seeing comedians fail. Uh, I know some comedians really love it. I don't like it. I feel nothing but empathy for the person. Even if I don't particularly like the comedian, I I don't really want to see them eat a bag of shit, you know? (laughs) It just makes me really sad. And just... I, I couldn't even read the articles properly. Like, I just had a couple of text messages from people saying, um, Jesus, shit, are you watching this? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. And then I just read a couple of things, and then I saw one bit of footage of everyone from Harrison Ford to Helen Mirren, just all these superstars reacting to one joke. I don't even know what the joke was but it made me feel kind of sick in my mouth. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I heard that he threw his riders under the um, under the bus and you you can't do that, mate. You've like I know it's awful, but you just got to you just got to cop it. Sometimes gigs don't go well. And like it's rare as well. Like I'm sure he probably hasn't had a bad gig in a long time. Like genuinely. Like there's it I think there's a bit of a misnomer about comedians that there is more often, like, like the strike rate isn't as good as you think it is. But once you, once you hit a certain point, to to die on stage is extremely rare. Now I'm going to knock on all the bits of wood in case I'm putting the moxie on myself, but it's it is honestly rare. And uh, you know, if you're going to die, you, you you hope it's in an open mic room where you're trying new stuff out. But anyway, so I did not watch any of that. Uh, I pretty much skipped through, I did end up watching it and I just pretty much skipped through uh, seeing the people that I wanted to see win, win the awards. And uh, this is the weird thing, right? I, I don't give a shit about awards. I genuinely don't give a shit about awards because I think they're really kind of bad for the culture, you know, like you could have uh, a work of art, you know, you could, you could create something that is brilliant. And then if it doesn't win an award, then it's, it, it can kind of put the wrong emphasis on what you actually achieved with whatever it is you created. And so I, I, I think they're, I think they're quite dangerous to the artist. And sometimes you see, uh, certain people chase things, right? I was talking about this with Adam Richard. Now, I don't know if this is fair. I'm just telling you this is what we both felt independently. And he brought this up to me. And uh, as soon as he said it to me, I was like, yeah, you know what? I've always felt that as well. And it is Bradley Cooper feels like someone who desperately wants to win. And as soon as you desperately want to win, it's it's a bummer. You know, and you can you can smell it, you can you can you can feel it, and it, and it's really off-putting. Now, is there anything intrinsically wrong with wanting to win an award? Not really, but I don't know. You should just be creating for the sake of creating, and because you've got something to say and you want to entertain, and then you if you win an award, it's a bonus. All right, so that's how I feel about awards. On the other hand, when you really dig people, you want to see them get acknowledged, right? So it's, I'm contradicting myself, aren't I? But I'm completely across and I'm contradicting myself. And so 
anyway, there were lots of people that I wanted to win yesterday and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just not going to engage. So I went and saw Poor Things and loved it. Great to see Mark Ruffalo be good again. Like, I always thought Mark was a really good... Mark, as if I'm mates with him. I always thought Ruffalo was always a good actor. But for a long time, I've seen him play the Hulk or he's played super earnest characters. And he was such a shithead in this movie. And he was really funny. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, his, his um, uh, you know, connection to Emma Stone was just just wonderful. Like, absolutely wonderful. Um I think uh, Yorgos Lathamos is always... Uh, is it Yorgos or Yorgi? Anyway, I heard it pronounced uh, a couple of different ways yesterday. Uh, I think it's Yorgos. Uh, he, he always makes interesting films. It's written by an Australian in Tony McNamara, who I just finished uh, watching The Great last year, which was such a bummer that's not coming back. But uh, I think the script is really funny. Willem Dafoe is always great. I've never really seen... Uh, a lot of uh, Rami Yusuf, but I thought he was fantastic. Christopher Abbott was great. Jared Carmichael was great. Margaret Qualley in a little <laughs> small appearance is really funny. Um, yeah, I just thought it was fantastic. So uh, that's worthwhile. See it at the on the big screen, I reckon. See it on the big screen, It's if you can, because it, it looks beautiful. And I was in a cinema on a Monday and the laughter was so loud that at the end of it, my mate and I turned around and we were like, oh, this is a much smaller room than uh, theatre than we realised because it was um, this weird thing where I knew the size of the cinema when I was walking in. But then while I was weirdly in the film and the laughter was so big and lush, I thought I was in a much bigger cinema. And then I turned around and I was like, oh, Okay, this is interesting. So anyway, I went and saw that yesterday and uh, I found out who won and then I decided, guess what? I'll, I'll, watch, the, I'll watch the bits that I want to watch. I only watched a couple of the intros. Um, I thought that, who was it? Daniel Kaluta and Hayley Steinfeld and who else? There was someone else. I thought their intro was all right. And I, I watched Kristen Wiig and I watched... Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Because I'm a fan of his as well. Ah, oh, that's weird, isn't it? Hang on, I'm going to have to... Will Ferrell. Goodness gracious, how could I forget Will Ferrell's name? Anyway, I could picture him. I just couldn't uh, think of his name. I'm still on holy, uh, holiday mode. Anyway, um, look, I thought that was really funny. I find Will Ferrell really funny. I find the two of them... Uh, I find her really funny. I find the two of them together really funny. And I thought it was just dumb and stupid and it made me laugh. And then when it came back, and he, I like it when Will Ferrell yells and or kind of says things that are really uh, almost a bit too desperate when he said that the room smelt like hot sushi. Ah, <laughs> oh, just great. I just thought it was so funny. But anyway... Um, I just thought I'd share some thoughts with you on some of the winners, just uh, uh, essentially touch base with you for 2024, talk about what's coming up, and um, yeah, but anyway, so of course I was wrapped that best film was Oppenheimer, uh, I definitely would have, uh, like, 
I'm, I'm going to do a breakdown of Oppenheimer properly. I know uh, I've talked about on this podcast before that I kind of dropped out of the scene while uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer were out, but that's because I didn't want to be part of the discourse. I just wanted to watch the films and I wanted to enjoy them. I saw Barbie a couple of times and really enjoyed that. I saw Oppenheimer stacks of heaps of times and I think it's a masterpiece. That's how I feel about it. And once again, Nolan doesn't need an award. His award is, or his reward, is a movie about the invention of the uh, atom bomb in uh, a narrated film that is part in black and white, has made nearly a billion dollars. That's, that's the reward, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you make a really good film and that's your reward. I was listening to lots of pundits in the lead-up. Lots of people were thinking that it would be fine. That was that was kind of the idea. They didn't think it would be getting more than, say, Dunkirk or that. And, you know, everyone uh, holds tenet against him as being the first film of his that didn't uh, quite make all its money back. But also, in lockdown, it still nearly made $400 million. So imagine how that film would have gone... Uh, if it had been released uh, in in a normal year, that that movie probably still would have brought in about six, seven, eight hundred million. And uh, as someone who wants more and more original films being made and distributed, uh, I was wrapped. So uh, best film, I was wrapped with that. Uh, I haven't seen Maestro, I haven't seen The Zone of Interest, and I haven't seen Anatomy of a Fall. I think they're all coming out pretty soon. I don't. Once again, I just I saw one of the trailers for Maestro and it just didn't really grab me, but I'll probably check it out at some point. Uh, therefore, I was wrapped with Killian Murphy winning. Great to see, ostensibly, a, a man who is a character actor getting to, you know, be the lead in a, in a big blockbuster. And I think his performance is one of beauty and subtlety. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., He's fantastic as well, uh, so I was uh, glad that he won. Uh, Ludwig Göransson for the music, and I think that music is sensational. And also, Nolan getting director, but also his wife getting uh, to accept the award as the producer. That's just great, because everyone kind of forgets that she's one of the most successful producers around. Think about that. She is one of the most successful producers because she has produced every one of his films. And when she talked about him last night, she wasn't talking about her husband. She was. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. 
That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code super24. Talking about the man and the talent, and that's, that's just great. So it was good to see her have that opportunity to, you know, be acknowledged uh, for all she does as well. Like there's, you know, there's stories about how he was going to film Dunkirk without a script and, and she told him he was insane. <laughs> you know, that's a good producer, right? So anyway, I was wrapped with all of that. Uh, Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon. Great. Uh, really hard for me because I fucking love Greta Lee in past lives. I, I just adore her. Um, both really understated performances. It's a really hard one for me, but I guess, um, you know, Lily had a bigger range to do. It, it, uh, it feels like I'm underselling Greta Lee. But anyway, I'm really grateful that uh, Lily Gladstone won because I also loved her in Reservation Dogs in her small appearances in that. And every time that was so powerful and so beautiful. So that's great. Um, Poor Things winning Best Film uh, over, uh, you know, there's a, there's a number of movies there. But winning over Barbie, like Barbie's great. Like do not underestimate that film. But Poor Things is you know, like Paul Things could take it all out at the Oscars, I think. It's a it's a pretty clever film. It's a it's a very well made film. So it could. You know, people might have, you know, by that stage they might have a bit of Nolan fatigue. And then, you know, ah, everyone's gonna vote for Nolan, so I'm gonna vote for Poor Things. And then that's that's how you often get films winning best movie and you think, how did that happen? It's like because everyone thinks everyone else is gonna um vote for that one <laughs> so it's like oh okay yeah no worries i'll just vote for this and then suddenly that other thing wins that probably shouldn't so um anyway don't get me wrong i'm not going to go through all of these awards i'm just going to go through the ones that uh, really uh, stood out to me um great to see uh, some aussie winners sarah snook for succession uh elizabeth debecky for the crown i saw her many years ago in a play, and I didn't know who she was. And I saw her in a play with Kate Blanchett, and I could not take my eyes off it because here's this young actress with... Oh, who was it? Um, let me see if I can work out uh, who this other person was. Um, anyway, uh, it was Becky and uh, Kate Blanchett, and uh, it was... Like, I, I just didn't know... Ah, oh, it was The Maids, and it was Isabel uh, Huppert. And um, she was as good as the other two. And and the other two were stars. Do you know what I mean? And so I've been kind of keeping an eye on her for a while. And, you know, good on her. She's just great. I can't wait to see what she keeps doing. I think she's uh, out of control great. As you can imagine, uh, best TV series... Um, you know, I was wrapped that it was the bear. I was kind of bummed Barry missed out. I thought Barry took some big swings and was pretty fantastic. But the bear, there was something kind of magical about that first season. I love the second season as well, to be honest with you. Uh, have you watched the second season? If you haven't, watch it. And uh, the, the episode entitled Forks, unbelievable. Just 
a, a masterclass in writing, acting, and it has a great uh, cameo by someone who comes in and knocks it out of the park. But anyway, I was Barry is one in the past. He'll be fine. He'll go on to make lots of other things. But uh, it was good to see the bear win. Um, it was good to see Beef win. It was good to see the lead actors uh, take it. Uh, take the Best Actor and Best Actress uh, awards. Uh, once again, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I've got two episodes to go of Fargo and I've really enjoyed Fargo. But Fargo's one in the past as well. So, you know, that's all right. Uh, what else? Uh, who, uh, you know, um, Emma Stone winning for Poor Things is great. Uh, I really like all of those uh, actresses. You know, when I watch, when I watch the awards, I, God, I'd love to hang out with Jennifer Lawrence. I would just really enjoy hanging out with her, and I think she'd be really fun. And uh, when she looked into the camera and said, "If I don't win, I'm leaving," <laughs> it just made me laugh. So that was great. Um, yeah, is there anything else that we really need to go into? Was there anything that made me feel like I've been looking forward to seeing Anatomy of a Fall? So for them to take out Celine's song for Past Lives, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Barbie, like that got my, you know, excitement pumped all the way up. I'm pretty, like I've gone from, oh, I can't wait for that to, oh God, geez, I can't get here soon enough. I think it's not too far away, actually, so that's good. Um, look, there was only one award that I went yuck to, and that was Ricky Gervais. And I've got to be honest, like, um, if you're into it, like, good on. But I, I watched a few minutes, and I just I just think if he was an open micer, everyone would think he was a, a bit on the nose. And... Uh, yeah, I know it's not a popular thing to say. I think The Office is a masterpiece. I think Extras is unbelievably brilliant. I love it. I love both those series. Uh, I kind of agree with a lot of things that uh, he believes in, you know. Um, you know, vegetarianism, you know, veganism. I'm not a vegan, but I'm vegetarian. And, you know, but fuck me. There's just kind of this real... I don't know. There's no joy in his stand-up, and and it's and it's done in such a petulant way, and it just doesn't appeal to me. And I think, you know, Joe Coy may have struggled at the um, <coughs> as the host yesterday. Maybe I will have to watch it. I don't know. Write to me. Write to me and let me know if you think I should watch it. I'll take I'll take your word on it. But also, you, when you suggest it to me, can you remember I don't take any joy in it? Okay, so can you can you just remember that? Um, but you know, yes, I used to like how we'd take down Hollywood people. But damn, he, he's made some stinkers as well. You know, like. What was that terrible movie, Ghost Town? Like, imagine if in one of his, you know, hosting jobs, he'd said, hey, everyone reach underneath your chair, and then they reached under their chair, and he'd signed copies of that DVD. And he said, hey, I've only got, hopefully I'll get to host the next four years because I've only got 6,000 more to hand out. And just kind of acknowledged that you're not batting 100 either, mate. 
Anyway, I was glad that Chris Rock didn't win. I thought Selective Outrage was a bit shit. Anyway, there you go. Some coming in hot with some uh, comedian thoughts. So now we, you know, we'll have the BAFTAs, we'll have uh, we'll have the Oscars, and uh, you know, I would I would like Oppenheimer to take out the big awards um, because I think he, Nolan deserves it, and and I think it would be nice for all the people that work with him to be acknowledged for all the hard work that they do. I love their speeches. I thought their speeches uh, had wit and grace, and I thought they were extremely effusive to the teams that they work with, and I loved that Nolan brought up Heath Ledger. That made me, you know, like that was a long time ago, and uh, for him to bring that up, I thought that was uh, quite a beautiful moment as well. So there you go. Don't believe in awards. Hope they win. We'll be pissed off if he doesn't. We'll be wrapped if he does. Also, who gives a shit? What a confusing way to be. But that's what people are, you know? I think that's what people forget. We we live in these binary worlds where everyone says you have to be this or you have to be that. And it's, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're full of contradictions. And that is my contradiction. And to be honest, I can't wait for these award ceremonies to be over so I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> ah, dear. All right. Uh, now, uh, before I go, this is just a quick catch up, see how you are. I'm going to be doing some best ofs for the year. Uh, I didn't really keep track of a lot of music that I listened to last year. I didn't really listen to a lot of new stuff. I'm going to try. I don't know if I can do this. It's, it's a lot, you know, you, at the start of the year, you go, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this every week. And then life gets really busy and complicated and you don't have time to do things but uh, I'm going to try and listen to uh, really good albums like from from any era so it started with uh, I've always been a massive fan of the Blue Lines album by Massive Attack massive fan of Massive Attack and I love that album so much there was one summer in Adelaide, maybe 1998, where I had a CD player, five disc, mind you, and I would go to bed and the CD that played was uh, Portishead's Dummy, and that's what I would drift off to sleep to, and then when I'd wake up in the morning, the alarm was um, Massive Attack's Blue Lines, so I would wake up to Unfinished Sympathy with the sun streaming in and the blue skies and the flowers blooming and the trees full and green and, and the birds flying around. So I love that album. And I've, I've listened to tracks by Massive Attack, but I've never fully listened to whole albums. So uh, I went and, and listened to Protection, which has the song Protection on it, has Karma Coma, and thought it was great. And it's like, God, why has it taken me so long to get to this so and I was thinking about that and then I was like damn I like there's whole there's artists I haven't listened to whole albums of like I've never listened to a whole Elton John album which I find crazy I've I've listened to heaps of songs I've seen him live but I've never listened to one of his great albums so I'm going to try and listen to a whole lot of great albums this year and then uh you know 
then that'll be something for us to talk about at the start of next year. So rather than trying to limit it to uh, albums that were released in the year, I'll try and listen, and I'll try to listen to some new stuff. I'd like to do that, but uh, maybe I can mix and match it with some classic albums as well. So uh, that's the plan, and also uh, the dispatches from the Fury Road blog, which you can find at bigsquidpod.com or justinhamilton.com.au, whichever is easiest for you to find. Uh, I'm going to try and write uh, regular blogs that are shorter. Uh, There is one up at the moment that is entitled Wow, and it was just the joy that I felt going over my friend's house, and uh, I just hung out. Uh, early on with uh, my mates and their friends who who had their kids come over and they have this amazing view of the harbour. So we watched the 9pm children's fireworks and then uh, their friends left and I just hung out with my mates and we watched, uh, you know, the grown-ups fireworks and uh, what a perfect New Year's Eve. Like I just had such a great time and it was so funny and interesting and it was I hadn't seen my mate's wife in a long time I got to talk to her properly uh you know talk shit as well and it was great uh so it's essentially a blog about just after a pretty full-on 2023 really up and down all over the shop kind of year not just for me I know it was like that for a lot of you as well uh, to just be able to sit back and look at fireworks and go, wow, felt pretty nice. So felt like a nice way to uh, enter the start of the year. So uh, I'll be writing another blog this week and putting that up. Not sure which I'll do yet. Will I, will I write about, hmm, might be about how I feel about sales or I have a funny conversation about someone's reaction to a podcast that I listened to that I found incredibly moving. Have a, I'll have a think. Maybe the sales one is more relevant at this time of the year and the other one's a little bit evergreen. So maybe that will be uh, for later. Um, by the way, if you happen to be in Sydney, I'm going to be at the factory uh, on the 16th which is uh, a Tuesday night, and then the store uh, Thursday to Saturday, doing some gigs and uh, flexing some muscles, getting back into the swing of things. So if you're around and uh, you feel like coming along, please do so. It'd be nice to see you. But uh, don't worry, there'll be plenty of other gigs later in the year. Uh, So, um, you know, if you want to come to them instead, that'll be great too. All right. Thanks for having a listen. Thanks for having me back in your life. I hope you're either still on holidays. That's actually what I really hope. I hope you're still on holidays and having a good time. Uh, If not, I hope you're good to go and you you feel recharged and you feel ready to take on this year. Um, Yes. And also uh, Chapter 27 of The Ultimate went up today as well so we're getting towards the end of the long-form storytelling that i've been doing on the beautiful tales for the disenchanted uh, editions of this podcast so uh, i know some people have been waiting for me to finish it so they can so they can listen to it at their own pace uh to all the people who have been listening to it weekly thank you for being patient in having you know this little break 
I just kind of ran out of time with everything that was going on before I had to go back to Adelaide. So that's back on track. Only a few chapters to go. So we're getting right towards the end. And uh, it feels exciting. I hope it's exciting. It feels exciting. So anyway, hope you're well. Hope you're having a good time. Hope you're relaxed. I hope everyone around you is healthy and feeling good. I hope you feel great. And we will talk again soon. Until then.